0: Hands yeah. high! It's a dig! We've done 250 of these. Crazy, right? Yeah, I think this is the big one where I announced that I am totally quitting and I'm moving to Nashville to pursue a country music career.
1: You have the voice for it. You always have, you have a great voice. I mean, maybe lock them doors and turn them
0: lights down low. Yay, that was I mean, good. That was kind of good, right? Uh, yeah, my big thing on, on country music is the whole Luke Bryan thing. Like he, he sounds like this and then he sings like this too. And he makes more money than
1: either of you I will ever make or any of our families. It's I mean, these country music singers, too, I feel like they make bread. Did you think this was how we were going to start show number 250? Not even a little bit. Can (laughs) we just thank everybody for listening for a second? Like, we just wouldn't be here without all of you guys. I mean, we do this because... I mean, even in the TikTok lives, like all of the different stuff that we do when we're interacting, like that's the most yeah. fun part of our day too. Cause I love talking with you, Jack. I love talking with Aram, but like the community that we've been able to build, like even the prize pick spaces, you know, on the website comments, just everything around what we do on Twitter, everything, everything Dude. It, it just makes our day. And like the DMS that we get, it's just. I was floored by some of the support this morning and I just can't thank everybody listening enough for just tagging along with us because it's just our dream, man. And it's, it's crazy. It's hard Dude, to put I, in the words.
0: I hope one of these two is listening right now, but I've got, I've got two dudes on Twitter, Nick and Tiago who tweeted me every time Connor Joe does something of note like a year ago, I wouldn't have thought that was happening, man. Like no shots. Um, yeah. But I, you know, I was sitting here just like, working out of a studio apartment and look at me. I'm still working out of a studio apartment here, but like calling minor league games. And this is, um, when, when we were initially talking about this and when we did episode one, I just thought this was going to be a side, not even a side hustle. I was like, Oh yeah. Like it's just chopping up with some buddies twice a week, half an hour. Like I talk about baseball in my free time anyways, might as well just do it into a recorded space and see what the fuck happens. And like, here we are doing 45 minutes, five days a week. And we're humming on social media and our website is putting out insane content from tons and tons of writers. Like, it, it's ridiculous what's happened in the last year, uh, because yesterday was also our one year anniversary of justbaseball.com launching. So, happy belated birthday to our baby, our uh, Blayton's baby, really. Uh, and then, I mean, just like 250 pieces, these is really cool, man. So, yeah, like, keep special, at me with the Connor Joe shit and, and keep on going.
1: It's just crazy. Everything that we've talked about, you know, all the top tens to just every single episode of MLB gambling, fantasy college baseball. Like we, we just really try and cover everything here. And when you look about it, all of our episodes, like we've gotten to interview Bob Costas and Nestor Cortez jr. And Jesus Zardo. And so Jason Stark, most recently, just Nestor. How
0: about nasty Nestor?
1: That's what I was saying. Nestor Cortez jr. I mean, it's just, it's, it's unbelievable that we're here at this moment and, 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 thank you all of you listening but also thank you to the just baseball staff you guys are listening too i mean we wouldn't oh, be yeah. here without all of you guys too writing all the content you know shout out ben who's been huge for us you know posting to youtube and graphics and sam lucchini and just so many names that we have to thank that we could just list them all off but just everybody has been such a my roommate will cohen we yeah. started this he's been editing videos a ton like ever since we started and just continues to be a phenomenal editor and that's one of the main reasons why we're also here on TikTok is because he he hides our faces with awesome graphics and and cool looking stuff and then we just get to use our voices because you know our voices is yeah i don't know what the look
0: we're, i don't know what, i don't know what you are like have you seen have you seen that like he's a 10 but like for me it's He's a two, but he hosts a baseball podcast. So he's a zero.
1: <laughs> I also, I, I posted on Twitter, which I thought was funny. And sometimes like, I'm just like, I thought was funny. Yeah. She's a 10, but she
0: thinks Cal Quantrill is due for regression. She's an Maybe. 11. She's a zero. She's <laughs> no, a she's, zero. She's a six, but she uses the lowercase X in front of her stats. Seven. <laughs> four <laughs> um, we can play this game all day long this is the just baseball show it's episode 250 on Thursday June 23rd I thought no better way to celebrate than by battle wrapping mm-hmm. um, so <laughs> here's what we're, we're pretty much going to battle wrap right now um, what we are going to do is each of us are going to give a three-word synopsis of every team in Major League Baseball but before we do that I asked you to come with 250 um, with 10 random baseball names current or former these are guys that um just like somehow etched a spot in my brain when I was growing up I actually don't know if I have any current baseball players on this list right now but I've got 10 funny ass random baseball names hopefully you guys get a chuckle out of that you've got 10 funny ass random baseball names and we're gonna go back and forth
1: see I I made my list of current players because I knew you were going to come in with some heat from outside of the, so I wanted to come in with some current just a battle rap with some with some players that I've just I've grown to just either be obsessed with scared of or th- these are the first 10 names that came to my mind that
0: are just completely random that's fair see mine is like 2008 fever dream like that's my list <laughs> 2008 fever dream I think what so you- like you wake up in a cold sweat and you're watching west coast baseball and like Hank Blaylock just hit a home run. That's my first name. Hank Blaylock? Yes. My, my first name is Brandon Drury of the Cincinnati
1: Reds. Just a lefty killer. Like, I'm obsessed with Brandon might Drury. Might be an
0: all-star. I think he's a, I think he's awesome. I think he he's might awesome. be an all-star. My second name is Tony Campana. That guy was speed when the Cubs sucked.
1: <laughs> my second name is Jordan Luplo. Another guy who hits lefties and can't
0: righties at all. Yes, just, dude. I, I really like him. Yes. All right. You ready for a West Coast reliever? This guy, I think, was on 15 teams. Octavio Dotel. You remember that oh. name? <laughs> yeah.
1: That's the best one you've named. That was phenomenal. That was phenomenal. It, this one is just coming to my mind. I, now I'm going to have 11, but Chad Billingsley.
0: Great. Yeah, fair. Absolutely great. fair. All right, um, doubling up. What's your next one?
1: Jonathan Daza of the Colorado Rockies. <laughs> yeah. Another guy who just hits left. and took
0: in at righties at all. <laughs> I feel like before, like last year, Rymel Tapia could have made this list, but now Tapia is just kind of a joke. I know. I was actually going to talk about it, but I was like, uh, it's, it's it like could be funny, but I don't think so. Somebody tweeted at me a couple of days ago um, and just said, hey, Rymel Tapia already hit his third home run. Stop pretending he's bad. It's true. Like sometimes we just pretend these guys are bad and they're not. I mean, Topia, I don't know about Topia. Uh, John Danks is my next one. John Danks was a bit on uh, on White Sox post-game radio. I think that was Chris Ranji that was doing it. And, like, people would call in and just shit on him and say, what about Danks? Uh, I mean, John Danks is one of those guys for me. Love John Danks. How about J.P.
1: Feireisen? Yes. Hasn't allowed a run this year.
0: 20 How many innings? Things? 20, but hasn't Eight. allowed a run in the bullpen. That's nearly, yeah, In that's like more than two games. Um, Kosuke Fukudome. Oh,
1: great one. Yeah.
0: Great one. Yeah. This is my forte.
1: Okay. This guy I'm growing to really like. ha
0: Kim. Oh, yeah. I word. love ha Kim. Word. Um, so here's the thing. People may be tuned out, but just remember, instead of going to therapy, we've chosen to name random athletes. I've seen that on social media and like, Yes, true. Um, Freddie Sanchez. I don't need therapy when I have Freddie Sanchez. John Schreiber on yeah. the Boston Red Sox, shoving. Dude, he's shoving. Arm, shoving. You know who was a human being? Lasting's Millage. <laughs> <laughs> um,
1: my next one is the guy who steals a strike. Every time with his curveball, and then he gets you down O two, and then he gets you to ground out. That's the goat right now, Paul Blackburn of the oh Oakland A's. god,
0: dude's a stud, dude's a stud. Love he's Paul Blackburn. He's he's pitching tonight. It's uh, Blackburn against and George somebody. Kirby. Blackburn against George Kirby, and then we got uh, Shohei and Daniel Lynch. <laughs> I think I might watch that. Right, we'll <laughs> see. We'll see how crazy I get.
1: <laughs> Did you hear the Angels bench Mike Trout against a lefty against them? Why
0: day off? Yeah why why it's stupid that shit's stupid i think Uh, it's your turn you know only have three more right we have three more yeah three more three more um give me your first of the last three um my third
1: is well this is also came
0: unprepared man
1: (laughs) well this is this is also um a guy that i always just like to think about and what his career could have been again not These aren't all current players, but they were mostly current
0: players. Mark Pryor, I'm a big fan of Mark Pryor. Yeah, I'm current pitching coach of the LA Dodgers, Mark Pryor. Um, So two-way player, Shohei Otani, right? Minor league baseball, two-way player, Mason Wynn. Anthony Ghost was was a guy that was a hitter. Now he's a pitcher. Um, The OG, Sergio Santos, came up as a shortstop and then was a fire bullpen arm. Sergio Santos was my fucking guy. I could do with that. Um, my next guy, Tim Meza of the Toronto yeah. Blue Jays. That works. Another good reliever. That works. I For some reason, I think you coincide random and bullpen, and they're All just the together. And lefty-righty splits. Absolutely. And lefty-righty Absolutely. splits. Absolutely. Yeah. How about a guy, I think Josh Johnson finished, like, top three in Cy Young voting one year. Did he win a Cy Young? He almost won a Cy Young. There was a stretch there where Josh Johnson, with the he was like the originator, I feel like, of the high spin four seam fastball up in the zone with the breaking ball. Like he was doing that before other people. He finished fifth in Cy Young voting in 2010. Fifth? He was pretty good. He was 6'7, 250. 6'7? That's yeah. I mean, that's a big ass dude. That's a. Big ass. Don. All right. I've got, I've got one more. You've got one more. Give yeah. me yours first, because I think I have the end all. No, you
1: know what you, uh, you know, if you have the end all, I'll go with mine. Um, I think that. See, I, I ran out. I think I, I'm out of players.
0: Are you? I'm out of players. Okay. I'll, so I'll, I'll think of one off the top of my head to make it the most random. No, man, don't worry about it. Um, I will. Uh, I'll end this guy. Um, from 2012 on, he was Roberto Hernandez. But pre 2012, yeah, Fausto freaking Carmona. Yeah, that's a good name. That's a I have name. no idea what happened there. I could definitely do like a deeper dive into that, but I just loved the dude with two names. And it's not even close. Like that's the thing. So Yomer Sanchez came up as Carlos Sanchez or Mike Stanton to John Carlos Stanton. Like Fausto Carmona to Roberto Hernandez. Just completely different. That's just a different dude. That's completely different. Did you hear about Clint Frazier? Yeah, he's Jackson Frazier. Jackson Frazier now. That's his middle name, and that's what he prefers
1: calling. He had a two-hit name. I'm thinking
0: you can now package Andujar and Jackson Frazier for something really good. Probably better than what you could package Andujar and Clint Frazier for. Kind of ruined the joke. He kind of ruined the joke. Because, because his Clint, name isn't
1: Clint anymore? Yeah, because now Jackson, Frazier, Miguel, Andrew Hart trades. They aren't as funny. They aren't as funny. And maybe he did that on purpose to kind of ruin that joke on purpose. And if he did, great
0: work by him, honestly. Yeah, that was, that was, that was really good work by him. Okay, we're done with the random name off. Uh, I think I just won the uh, most boring rap battle in human existence. I think you so, 30 teams, three words to describe 30 teams. Cool sounds awesome I'm excited all right uh we're gonna start in the National League because I feel like we usually go AL East AL Central AOS, West NL East NL Central NL West so we're gonna go NL East Central West AL East Central West okay and we'll go by divisions let's start with the Mets your three words for the Mets
1: my three words for the New York Mets let me i, I my um I hate to do this my uh, my thing is all different because I put them in in terms of their record in their division So now I'm trying to find, okay, the New York Mets, if I had to describe them in three words, is the best underrated team. Because I feel like we still aren't giving the Mets enough credit for being 45, having 45 wins and 26 losses without some of their stars like Jacob DeGrom, Max Scherzer, Tyler McGill has been on the shelf. Like they haven't been healthy all year, but yet they are, by far right now, at least in the National League, the best team. I almost feel like we're actually – we've been underrating them,
0: Jack. Um, my three words are get pitching back because I feel like then we're fixed, right? Yeah. But think about it. They are 45-26 and 26 without
1: DeGrom and Scherzer. I mean, Scherzer's, of course, pitched a decent portion of the year, but they haven't had DeGrom, and now Scherzer's been out now for a while. And they're still 45 and 26 and doing their damn job.
0: Yeah. And I mean, a lot of the, um, you know, a, a lot of the, the bats that you weren't expecting to be contributors have been really solid contributors, which is such a huge factor of what they're doing. But I think when they get the starting pitching back, when they get DeGrom and Scherzer and McGill back in full swing, uh, I think the, the world is this team's oyster. Agreed. Let's move on to the Atlanta Braves. Atlanta. What are your three words? My three words for the Atlanta Braves playing like champs.
1: Wow. They, they have been going on a crazy run lately. It hasn't been against the best competition, but they're playing like champs. They have really no weaknesses right now. Their starting rotation from one to five is fantastic. Their bullpen is still a nightmare and their offense. Now from one to nine is fantastic. Now with Michael Harris and Orlando Arcia filling the hole of Ozzy Albies, they're playing
0: like champs right now. Yeah. My three words are why doubt us? Because I mean, you had this team that like was hovering right below 500 and everybody was like actually starting to doubt them. That's the thing at the beginning of the year. It's like, oh, Atlanta, you know, they're they're fine. They're going to be good, whatever, whatever. And as soon as people started to hover their hand over the panic button, they rip off 13 wins in a row. Yeah, almost ever let an inkling of doubt get into your mind about the Atlanta Braves. Like, of course, Matt going to get better. Like All these guys are going to just get better, too. And Ronald Acuna is starting to catch fire. And when he Acuna fire- got back. The pitching got good. And if Charlie Morton is not, you know, performing to the standard that Charlie Morton has set for himself, then Kyle Wright is going to step up and throw really well. They're going to have people step up. If, you know, Matzik goes on the IL and some of these bullpen arms haven't performed to the standard, AJ Minter is going to. That's just how this team works. They have so much depth and they have so many guys... That can step up they're amazing
1: they're amazing how about the philadelphia phillies i only have one word to describe the philadelphia phillies and i said it at the beginning of the year and i'm still going to say it because it still holds true the word is polarizing they are the most polarizing team in the major leagues clear they can hit with anybody when their pitching is on they're crazy and even sometimes their bullpen can get you out but then at other times They look like the single worst team I've ever seen. The defense fold breaks down. The pitcher, starting pitcher, gives up seven earned runs. The hitting, they're just striking out like madness. And there's no defense. They could be, when they are on, one of the best teams in baseball. Like, if you have Wheeler clicking behind that offense, and you can get some solid, at least anything out of your bullpen, that's a really good team. But then on the other side, they could crash and burn. They've been playing much better lately and we've seen what they could look like, but we've also seen what sometimes they do look like. They're just so polarizing.
0: Yeah. My three words are Joe or Dave question mark. Whose fault is it? Whose fault was it? Right. Is it, was it a Girardi thing? Like, is that why they turned it around? Or is this team going to crash and burn because Dave Dombrowski constructed a poor, a poor roster, a flawed roster. I like that one. That's a good one. Uh, Miami
1: my three words for Miami is what's the direction because it's, you know, they signed Avisel Garcia, they signed Jorge Soler to these deals and it seems like they have direction for pitching, but since Jeter left, I don't know where they're going. I don't know if they're a big spender. I don't know if they're a deadline buyer. I don't know if they're a deadline seller. They're one of the teams where could they trade Pablo Lopez? Could they gut some of these offensive weapons
0: or are they just going to buy? What's the direction with the Miami Marlins? I hear you. My three words are Cy Young Sandy. This guy's an absolute innings eater and I can't get enough of him. I mean, he is, he's a lock for seven innings each time he's out. It's incredible to me.
1: He's probably been the best overall pitcher. Colby had a great stat. He dropped in our, just baseball chat. Um, it's way down deep in there because there's about 70 million messages a day. Yeah. But basically what Colby was saying is that Sandy is way ahead of any other player in win probability added, which is basically a stat that it deals with the time and place of the baseball game. So for example, if you hit a home run with two outs in the bottom of the ninth inning, your win probability added goes up like crazy. But yeah. if you get a double in the first inning when it doesn't matter your win probability doesn't move much. So what Sandy has been able to do for the Miami Marlins has been more effective
0: more adding wins than anybody else. Yeah, he's incredible. Washington, they're 25 and 46. I said,
1: my three words are, remember 2019?
0: <laughs> <laughs> because I think it's that's going two to be, words.
1: It is two words, because it's going to be a while before they
0: get there again. Yeah.
1: Well, I got to say, I mean, what, should I bag on him? Eric
0: Fetty had a great outing in last one. I think my three words are where's the beef. <laughs> I've got no idea where like the talent on the roster is outside of Juan Soto. Josh Bell. Yeah, but he's going to be off the roster in a month. Exactly. No, I was just, I was naming one more. <laughs> where's the beef in the farm either? like, You know who's kind of good? Lane Thomas. <laughs> okay okay I, I don't think we're talking about one of these replica ass rings if if lane thomas is the guy that you bring up just saying we're talking dudes with talent lane thomas has got it all, I'm saying. all right uh milwaukee
1: milwaukee i have i've i wrote it in all caps for no reason it's on my own google doc get a bat i think it speaks for itself we know they can pitch. We know they have an amazing bullpen. What has the problem now been for Milwaukee? It's always the bats. We saw them in the playoffs. They just went crazy quiet against some of the best pitchers in baseball. Can their cumulative stats look good against some of these Cubs pitchers in the wind at Wrigley? Of course. They're, they'll probably be middle of the pack. But you know Brewers fans, when you get down to the nitty-gritty of the playoffs and you're facing these high below arms or the Braves or the Dodgers or the Padres or whatever teams or the Cardinals in your own division, You don't hit those guys very well. You don't. You need a bat. Be a deadline buyer. Go get a bat.
0: Yeah. My three words are, are you real? Um, Not that Milwaukee is a made-up place. I have firsthand experience that Milwaukee is a real place and American Family Field is a real ballpark that people play baseball in, sometimes Christian Yelich, Big Midwest Um, guy. My My are you real connotation kind of stems from – um, I, I have no idea like what the ceiling is, what the floor is for this team. Because if they crash and burn, what does crashing and burning look like? Because they have so much pitching depth. I, I don't, don't think, think it's possible. Can. Yeah. I, I don't, don't think, think we, they can yeah. crash and burn. I think the worst they finish in this division is second. Yeah. Um, Because everybody else kind of stinks. Um, But my thing we'll is like, what's the, the Pirates, ceiling? Pirates bandwagon. We're I on saw it. you were on the Pirates bandwagon. We'll get to that in a moment. Um, <laughs> But yeah, I mean, like, it's, it's weird because I don't think that they should be considered a main World Series contender because I don't think they are. I don't think the offense can win a World Series. I don't think the offense can win a postseason series, much like what we saw last year. Get a bat. There we go. St. Louis. St. Louis. I don't know.
1: <laughs> my three words to describe St. Louis is make it count. Ooh. And the reason why, last year a last year a Yachty, you got this team, Brendan Pools. Donovan, is rookie, Nolan Gorman. Yeah, Pools. No, he's got like four more years. I'm not even worried about Pools. He'll be <laughs> on the Cardinals next year too. Um, it's, this is the year. Doesn't it feel like this is the year, Cardinals fans? You're one pitcher away. Last year, Waino. Last year, Yachty. Make this year count because you also have a window right now. The Dodgers are reeling a little bit. You know, with the Mets and the Braves, they're going to be fighting it out, but you could be just as good as them. You add one more starting pitcher. Make this
0: year count. Goldie the middleman. Those are my three words because we talk about the veteran presence here. I was thinking about IL with soreness being my three word uh, description, just because Yadi Molina is going to be shelved for several weeks with knee soreness, which I think just means he's old as shit. Yeah. Um, So, like, he's bloated. Yeah. I mean, he's just like, damn, my knee is singing to me when it's raining outside. That's Yadi Molina at this point. But Goldie, the middleman, is my three-word synopsis because you've got the old guard, you've got the Waino, the Yachty, the Pujols, you've got the young stars here: Tyler O'Neill, Dylan Carlson, Nolan Gorman. Juan Yepes is getting you know starts. You've got Ivan Herrera up spelling Yadi Molina, Brendan Donovan, like you mentioned. But Paul Goldschmidt and Nolan Arenado are that middle ground there, where they're not young stars and they're not on their last legs, these are superstars that are in their primes. And Goldie looks like an MVP. So how does Paul Goldschmidt carry this team that has this 40-year-old flavor and this 23-year-old flavor? Lean on the 33-year-old.
1: I really like it. And to your point, the reason why I said make it count, Paul Goldschmidt's 33. You know, Nolan Arenado is getting up there a little bit in age. Like, make this count. You have Paul Goldschmidt hitting at this crazy level. You have Nolan Arenado playing great. The whole team is humming. Make yeah. it count this year. I'm not saying that you won't win next year. That's not what I'm saying. It's just this year with Wayno and Yachty's last year. Make it count. Give Make me the buckos. Count. Buckos. A new direction. Ooh. A new direction. Led by O'Neill, Cruz, Jack Sawinski, all of these different bats. Henry Davis will be coming up soon. Like I said, I'm jumping on the Pirates bandwagon because they are fun. Roansy Contreras has been phenomenal for them so far. Mitch Keller even looks like a pretty good arm. I know he he does, like he does. And
0: GD Brubaker at least gives them outings. Mitch Keller is a very interesting guy to watch because he was on the brink of not having a roster spot by the trade deadline. Uh, And now he looks like he should be a stalwart in the rotation. I I find it very interesting with Mitch Keller. And I have no idea what to expect from Mitch Keller, but Rowansi Contreras is the future ace of the Pirates. You saw what O'Neill Cruz did. You've seen what Cal Mitchell can do, what Jack Sawinski can do. um, and, And watching this next wave of young Pirate stars, like a lot of this team that they're throwing out right now that people are exciting about were in Indianapolis or they were in Altoona at the AA level. And my three words are future is arriving. Um, it's in the process. It's not entirely completed. I think g Bay is a very, very good baseball player. I think he's incredible. I think this is a guy that can hit 300 and steal 30 to 35 backs with sneaky pop. pop. I think g Bay is really good and has a chance to be a star and one of the best leadoff guys in baseball. Um, we'll see what happens there. There's more. If Mason Martin can tap into a little bit more bat-to-ball, he's had a brutal June. He's got so much pop, it's ridiculous. Nick Gonzalez just went on the 60-day IL, but we know what Nick Gonzalez can do. Leover over you just got a taste, and Peggy is going to be a big part of that. Um, I-, I think that the future is getting here. I just saw Mike Burrows make his AAA debut. That guy's a stud on the mound. And we'll see what you get out of Priester as well. I think that there are some serious pieces here and I think the future is going to keep on coming this year and next year. And maybe in a year, we're talking about the Pirates as a team that can contend in 2024. Granted, that might be the start of their window opening. And just to piggyback on top of that,
1: it's not just about the players, too. It's about personnel in the front office. You know, with Ben Charrington coming in, new GM, new direction for the entire Pirates, like they got rid of that old management that was just doing nothing for them. And they have revamped player development. This is a new organization with a clear new direction. And it's just exciting. It's very exciting to watch. It. And they're led by one of the most exciting players in the sport, yeah. O'Neill Cruz. Give me the Cubbies. For the Cubbies, I said, in a pickle. <laughs> And the reason I said in a pickle is because what the hell are they going to do? What do you do? You bought. How's that going? Stroman all these years, but he can opt out. What do you do? Yeah. You're in a pickle. And I could come in here with my analysis of what I think they should do, but they're not going to do it, Jack. No need. They're not going to do it. They're Just like we said that they should rebuild. They're not going to do it. So they're in a pickle.
0: My, uh, <laughs> my three words are, this is rebuilding. Jed Hoyer, the GM, said this is a retooling, not a rebuilding. You should rebuild. The retool didn't work. It already hasn't worked.
1: Yeah, it's just not working. I don't. I don't know what the goal here was. I really don't know what the was it to make a wild card with this roster. Like you can see the rest of the teams in your division. Whatever you added, I mean, Stroman was not enough. Yeah, it was just not enough. Uh, the Reds. The Reds. These three words might make you laugh again. Better than advertise. <laughs> and the reason I say better than advertise is because what fan base was all over their team for having the worst offseason? A lot of people gave them an F, like said they were going to the cellar, like terrible tear it down i mean they did tear it down and it just went horribly and that and they started off three and 20 and that this team was just going to be the bottom of the barrel and terrible but they have been better and they can hit it home and there's a lot of guys like kyle farmer has been better like i said brandon drury at the beginning they have a lot of guys who have performed at tyler stevenson a lot of them also with the reds they've been injured all year like I, i you see on twitter you know people post the graphics with the entire team They've all been on the IL, Tyler Stevenson, you know, Luis Castillo was on the shelf at the beginning. Tyler Malley has been like all of these guys have just dealt with injuries on injuries. They're better than advertised.
0: Yeah, I think so. Um, But they're obviously not going to contend. I think they they should be getting returns. So my three words for them are trade the pitching. Mm -hmm. Just get it off. Luis Castillo, Tyler Malley, get it off go get more prospects they can be upper level minor league guys they can be lower level minor league guys um i th- i think that you have more talent than some of these rosters have and i think you also have one of the deeper systems in baseball so i wouldn't worry about this too much i think just go trade them get prospect return go get some ground ball type pitchers like you need guys who just are not fly ball pitchers like tyler Mally is. go find a lodolo clone Exactly. I mean, it's kind of hard to do. Give it a whirl. I, Brandon Williamson, they tried finding a Lodolo clone in Williamson. Yeah, it's a good point. Should we move on to the NLS? Yeah, Padres.
1: Padres? My three words are Machado and Tatis. Because if they get back Machado and Tatis in a timely fashion, they'll be a real threat. But if they don't, I don't see them making the playoffs, to be quite honest with you. I don't think they're going to hit enough to stay in this competition – with the brewers, with the cardinals, with the Braves, with the Mets, with the Dodgers, with the Giants. I don't know like if, if Fernando Tatis Jr.'s timetable continues to get pushed back and then it goes into August and maybe even September and Machado's ankle is not hearing isn't healing, not hearing. I don't know how they're going to make the playoffs with without this offense unless AJ Preller goes nuclear and he very well could in order to plug these holes,
0: but that's my thing. Machado and Tatis I think my new three words are don't go nuclear. Um, but my, uh, my original three words are life's a movie because you're in San Diego. Um, everything is going great. You're technically ahead of the LA Dodgers in the standings right now. That's so awesome. And you've got possibly the NL Rookie of the Year, possibly the NL Cy Young Award winner, possibly the NL MVP. But, oh God, much like movies, a conflict. Manny Machado, he's hurt for a couple of weeks. Fernando Tatis, setback. How do you bounce back from the conflict? Do you survive? Are you the protagonist? Or are we setting up a sequel right now? Are we looking at 2023? I have no idea. Life's a movie. Life's a movie. I like that one a little bit better than mine. I feel the like that sums it up a little bit better. Dodgers, I, I,
1: these three words I thought was kind of funny. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if they lose some guys to injuries because you know that they're going to make some sort of trade, Turner or Max Scherzer trade at the deadline. It doesn't really matter. We all know that the Dodgers are going to be there at the end and they're going to be locked and loaded and Mookie's going to get healthy. Bueller's going to get healthy again. Arias is going to keep pitching and they're going to be dangerous. It doesn't matter what's happening to
0: them right now. They will be, I think they're going to win the division and I think they're going to be in first place. How about it? Um, My three words are Freddie Freeman Vogue. Uh, (laughs) I think it was LA Vogue that put out that article about Freddie Freeman being the guy that can save baseball um, bullshit. If you haven't seen that, uh, I'm sure you can find it. Just look up Freddie Freeman Vogue. Um, and you know, it was a great photo shoot. Freddie Freeman was in like a bathtub full of baseballs and he was like holding one and pretending to bite it like an apple with like his veneers right there. Uh, yeah, great photo, but a 32 year old bat to ball first baseman is going to save baseball with Fernando Tatis and Ronald Acuna and Shohei Otani hanging out. Um, I I don't necessarily think that Freddie Freeman is the guy that's going to save baseball. I mean, they're not covering baseball. They just saw that Freddie Freeman was the big free agent. They're saying
1: he's changing baseball. I mean, they just, I mean, what do we have to say about them?
0: I don't know. Nothing.
1: Giants? Giants. Age catching up question mark. And I added the question mark because at least initially, it looks like Brandon Crawford is not the same guy. It looks like Brandon Belt, who's been hurt this year, is not quite the same at the plate. Evan Longoria, not quite the same. Darren Ruff, not quite the same. Some of their starting pitchers have not been as good. Jake McGee, not been as good. A lot of these older guys that they had last year that were unbelievable and had great seasons are not performing up to that level. But with that said, they've had a lot of contributions from guys like Luis Gonzalez and Tommy LaStella, just so many other dudes that it's they've been afloat, and I still think that they're going to be good. But I am curious, is the age catching up to them as they continue throughout this season as well? Because they're only going to get older.
0: Yeah, that's fair. Um, they're an old team. They're also a pretty, like, th- they're a team that lacks star power. So my three words for them are, who are you? Because they've got guys like Tyro Estrada showing up for them in the lineup every single day. And Jacob Junis came out of nowhere to be that guy. And, like, here we go with more bullpen arms. Obviously, Camilo Duvall looks great. Um, but Jake McGee struggles. But there are other guys that step up. I mean, they run out a dude on a weekly basis whose name I feel like I just don't know. I know. Kirk Sally. Dudes like that who just... <laughs> I just don't care to watch Kurt Casale. Like, who are you? You're a hater. But they win games. No, I mean, dude, they're nine games over 500, and I'm asking, who are you once a week? Arizona. Arizona. I only have one
1: word. Sneaky. (sighs) Arizona's kind of sneaky. Like, when you look at stats and stuff, and, like, Arizona's right there, and Arizona's only a couple games below 500, and it's like, we just assume that the Diamondbacks are bad. But then you look at their lineup, and it's like, Wait, they got some pieces there. Dalton Varsho, Tom Marte, Christian Walker's been breaking. They have a lot of names there. Josh Rojas has been playing very well for them too. Just up and down the lineup, you know, they're sneaky. They got Merrill Kelly. Who's he? Oh, wait, he's got an ERA like 3-4, kind of shoving. Great command. Zach Gallen. Is he a Cy Young? Like, kind of. I mean, he's pitching like one, but he, he's not an actual at that level. But, I mean, he's pitching well. Like, just sneaky. Zach Davies, ERA under 3-5. No.
0: no. Sneaky. Sneaky. Zach Davies, who had some cheating allegations and like ghosting his wife allegations. Yeah, sneaky. <laughs> it, it, super sneaky. He yeah, actually sneaky. embodies sneaky. Sneaky. Um, mine is mildly entertaining viewing. I, I find the Diamondbacks a team that is relatively easy to watch because you can watch the young guys, Alec Thomas. I enjoy watching Geraldo Perdomo. I do. And Christian Walker. I love watching Christian Walker right now, um, but even a guy like Madison Bumgarner, when he's on the mound, like I don't, I don't like Madison Bumgarner. I think he's really fun to watch because he's just an angry dude, yeah. and I like watching angry people. It's, it's like watching a dude that knows that he's stuck, and it's, it's kind of funny to watch. So I have a mildly entertaining time viewing the Arizona Diamondbacks. Those are my three words, Colorado. The Arizona
1: Diamondbacks are currently losing ten to three. The Padres and Madison Bumgarner gave up nine hits. See, that's
0: mildly entertaining viewing for different it reasons.
1: It is for different reasons. The Colorado Rockies, Coors or bust. Ooh. And that's the thing is with this team. I mean, they're nineteen and nineteen at Coors Field, and they're eleven and nineteen away. Last year, they were one of they were the worst road team by a country mile. It's clear with the Rockies. You know, they play at home, they play a lefty, and they can hit. 9, 10 runs, and it looks great. And then they go on the road, and they face a right-hander, and they get shut out. It's Coors or Bust with this team. At Coors Field, they're phenomenal. Away from Coors Field, they can't play. And that trend that was happening from last year and years before that is it's always what it is with the Rockies. They can play at Coors Field. You put them outside against a righty.
0: They're not touching anything. I hear you. My three words are stop the count. <laughs> <laughs> they were really good in April, and now they're not. I wish they stopped the count.
1: I have their overwin total at 68 and a half. That was one of my favorite of the year. I think God, they're you're gonna, gonna sweat that thing. I know I think they're gonna hit it though. That was way too low. They won 72 games last year and they dropped it to 68 and a half. Like they didn't get worse. They added Chris Bryant. And they added Chris Bryant, who like
0: has hardly played at all. And hasn't played well. It hasn't played well. Connor Joe went on a homerless spell. It took a little bit. All right. American League. Um, the Yankees, they're 15-18, dude. What I'll go first for the American league. Cool. First we'll switch it up for the Yankees. It's (laughs) hang the banner. No, I'm kidding. It's uh, it's most valuable team because you've got Aaron judge. Obviously he's incredible. He's the AL MVP. They've got multiple AL Cy Young candidates at this point. Nestor Cortez is an AL Cy Young candidate. Um, I think Clay Holmes might get votes the way that he's trending right now. He's a shoe in for American League Reliever of the Year. I think that what this bullpen has done as a collective, what this starting rotation has done as a collective, and what guys like Jose Trevino are doing to provide complementary offense to Aaron Judge, I think this is the most valuable team. I think this is the best team in baseball. I totally agree with you. The way I would describe them is...
1: Best team since 1998. That's four that was, words.
0: Four words. Best. God, you're cheating. I'm best I'm since 1998.
1: There you go. Best since 1998. Good, because the Yankees won a World Series in 2009, but they haven't won one since. And really, it was that that sh- not short period, just at the end of the 90s, where the Yankees just absolutely dominated. They won, you know, almost 120 games in 1998 this team is more similar to that team than it is the 2009 team. From top to bottom, this Yankee team is basically unstoppable at this point because if Aaron Hicks and Joey Gallo start hitting Jack. I mean, they have zero weaknesses. They had one more good bullpen arm. Game over.
0: It's screwed. Toronto is eight games over 500. My thought and my three words are, On paper, yes. (laughs) That's what this team was because on paper, I was saying, oh, they're going to win the World Series. Like Jose Barrios is going to be a Cy Young candidate. Here we go. Um, And and this lineup is going to be as potent as all get up. But Vladi had a super shitty two months to open the year. And George Springer was keeping them afloat. And Bo Bichette sucked for the first month and a half of the season. Uh, I, I thought this team was destined for incredible things on paper. And then we played the games and we realized that They're not the best team in the American League East. Agreed. My three words are
1: one ace away. And I say ace on purpose because I believe that they are still one ace away from being a legit, legit contender. And the reason, well, I mean, they are a legit contender, but I'm talking about World Series aspirations here. Jose Brios is not that ace. We'll see with Kevin Gosman. Pitch well against the White Sox in his last outing. But again, we know that the second half struggles could come similar to last year. Could that happen? Manoa, second year. I mean, kind of rookie year too. Like he's just, he's a very young pitcher. We hope that he could have an ERA below two for the rest of the year. How likely is that though? Yeah. Kikuchi, inconsistent. Ryu on the shelf for the year. They are one ace away. But if they got that ace, like if they trade for Luis Castillo, or they make a big time move that we're not even thinking about, Maybe they could part with Gabriel Moreno. I don't think they will, but I think that
0: they are one ace away from being a legit World Series contender. Yeah. Um, Boston, give Rafi money. Those are my three words. Rafael Devers is one of the best hitters in baseball, and they should extend him now. That's all I got. My three, well, my two words. I cheated a little bit again. Don't
1: sleep. Oh, Oh. Don't sleep on the Red Sox playoff team. They're coming. They're playing really, really well lately. Again, hasn't been against the best competition, but you can only play who you're going to play. And they have been
0: rolling. Do not count out the Red Sox. Tampa, help Shane out. That's what I got. Shane McClanahan is the shoe in for the AL Cy Young Award right now. Uh, But he is getting no help from a team that has gone offensively stagnant uh we talked about it last week or we talked about it earlier this week I mean this team is lacking a lot of um healthy bats right now Wander Franco's on the shelf Brandon Lau is on the shelf we even mentioned Zanino even though I don't think Zanino is in the conversation is Lau and Franco but Shane McClanahan for as good as he is right now and there are some bullpen pieces that are amazing right now Jason Adam was He is still great right now. Not as Um, great though lately. Jason Adams kind of looking like what we think Jason Adams should be. He hasn't been that great lately. I mean,
1: it's starting to to tail off slightly, but still overall over the season, still great.
0: He's still got great numbers, but I mean, here we go. And there's just no offense to back them up right now. My three words are figuring it out because that's what the Rays
1: do. That's what the Rays do. They figure it out. Manny Margot now on the IL and it doesn't look good. He had a really bad injury against the wall and hurt his knee. Kevin Kiermaier, again, now on the IL, you look up and down the lineup and you say, who are these guys? Like who's Isak Paredes who just hit three home runs against the Yankees, which is kind of awesome, but uh, not for me as a Yankee fan, but awesome for baseball. Um, They'll figure it out. I really do think they just, they do what they do and they're the Tampa Bay Rays and maybe I'm giving them too much credit, but I think they've earned that credit. And I think that they're going to figure it out and that, As much as the offense looks terrible right now, they still win games and they're still in the thick of it. And they're only going to get better as they get healthy with Brandon Lau and Juan Franco. So I think, like I said, figuring it
0: out. Yeah. Baltimore, my three words for the Orioles are the youth movement because we're seeing it. And and there is still more to come. Gunnar Henderson and Grayson Rodriguez may break camp next year. G-Rod dealing with injuries. Gunnar Henderson not ready yet, but he is shredding through minor league baseball right now. There are other guys in Norfolk and in Bowie that are are hitting and throwing really well. Adley's already up. Ryan Mountcastle looks like he's really turning it on. The youth movement is out and it is present at Opacy Oriole Park at Camden Yards. See, we're on the same
1: page here. My three words to describe them is the underrated team in all of baseball, the underrated team. Jack, they are 30 and 39. In the AL East, that is incredibly impressive. You have Yankees, Blue Jays, Red Sox, Rays. And, like, they have better records. I mean, Jack, they are three games behind the White Sox. The Baltimore Orioles. Like, that's incredible. I feel like not enough people are talking about the Orioles being a Pretty decent team. I feel like if they were in another division, they'd have a similar record to the White Sox. I mean, imagine if they were in the AL Central right now and they got to face the Tigers and the Royals all the time. There is no break for the Orioles.
0: Yeah, I'm with you. Um, yeah, I just, I still don't, I can't see the Baltimore Orioles as postseason darlings until they actually do it. Like, there's no chance in hell that they finish over 500. This, this very well may be the high point of their season, nine games under 500, but. I I think that there's something here. There's something that they're starting to build AL central Cleveland. They lead the division. There's seven games over 500. My three words are they can hit the guardians can hit dude. I mean, obviously they can pitch. I think we all knew that with Bieber uh, and with other guys that are really stepping up your King Cal Quantrill, Tristan McKenzie has been very solid and the other arms are looking good as well. And the bullpen looks great right now. Um, What I don't think people understand is, yeah, while this offense may lack some sex appeal, there are not big names besides J-Ram. J-Ram is one of the best hitters in baseball, and they've got guys like Owen Miller, like Stephen Kwan, like Oscar Gonzalez, like Ahmed Rosario, like Andres Jimenez, that all put bat on ball and get on base and hit for a high batting average. I love it. Uh, And my three words are,
1: bye, bye, bye. Yeah, Buy, 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 you got the go farm to do bat. it. Yep, you got you can do it right now. You could go get Wilson Church and it wouldn't cost you crazy amounts of prospects. No. He's a rental. Like, go get put that bat in your lineup. Are you kidding me? You put him right in front or behind. You know, he's hitting second in the Cubs lineup. Maybe you slide Rosario back, you go Miles or Stephen Kwan or Miles Straw, whoever you want to bat lead off, depending on the pitching matchup. Then you go Wilson Church, then j Ram, then you just keep going down the lineup. It's a good team, and they could, they should just buy. And you don't need to spend a ton of money either. You could trade. I, like I said, I, we got a lot of questions of like, what is Wilson Contreras going to get
0: for the Cubs at the deadline? I don't think it's a lot. I don't know what it is. It depends what kind of market we're looking at. Like, it, it really depends what kind of teams are good. Um, mm-hmm. If those teams need a catcher, then the price is going to shoot up. Um, yeah. Bullpen arms were at a premium last year, and the White Sox had to give up Madrigal and Cody Hoyer for Craig Kimbrel. That's a big, big return for a rental reliever, but it was a reliever's market last year. We'll see if it's a catcher's market or not. Minnesota is seven games over. I think my three words for Minnesota are, I'm not sure. That's your three words? I think my three words are, I'm not sure. I have no, I can't get a read on them because Luis Rise is obviously a, a batting average king. He's um, a
1: king. And he hits for power too. He is incredible.
0: Byron Buxton is amazing when he's on. They've got some pitching that is amazing when it's on. But I have no idea how on they're going to be throughout the entirety of the summer. I've got no clue what this team looks like at their best or at their worst. I'm not sure. I can't get a read on it. I'm kind of on the same page as you are. My read is,
1: or my three words, actually it's one word, healthy, question mark. Because if this team can get healthy and get all their arms back, and then with their offense, if they can keep Correa healthy all year, they can keep Bucks in healthy all year. Jorge Polanco has been on the shelf too. Let's see Luis Arise stay healthy all year. If they stay healthy all year, this team is extremely dangerous. But at the same time, they have a lot of guys who are very injury prone, and it could all fall apart in an instant. So my, the way I describe it is healthy, question mark. If they are, They're incredibly
0: dangerous. If they aren't, they're going to just free fall. Yeah. Um, the White Sox, mm-hmm. they're 500. My three words are, you're killing me. Yep. That's it. That's all you got. I don't have any analysis. Do you want analysis here? We haven't heard like a jack
1: rant on the White Sox because my two words, and maybe this will get you fired up. My two fire words Fire Tony. Literally, fire Tony. Yeah, I fire Tony because the same old some shit, of this shit last night. I mean, what's your read? Give me give me your rant. I need more. I need more rants out of you. I'm just sad.
0: I don't want to rant. <laughs> just want no, to go. No, but I, but I want to go to bed.
1: That's another feeling is that they're literally like
0: they taking the joy out of baseball for you, my friend. <laughs> Me, I'm like, I'm starting to think, is it always going to be like this? Like, I don't remember 2005 that well. I need 2005 a little bit more. I might have to go get the commemorative World Series DVD from a Barnes and Noble or something. I need to go remind myself what a world championship feels like or or a team that looks like they can actually do it. Because last year we were saying, oh, they look like they can actually do it. And then they were totally outmatched by Houston. This year they're being outmatched by teams in the regular season. That's not supposed to happen to this team, but there are guys that just can't hit in this lineup. Um, there are arms going out there that it's like, why are they going out in this situation? But so much of it is, is from the is from the dugout is from Tony Larusa, um, And I, I guess that's kind of where I like stop my rant. Cause I'm just tired. Like first I was pissed with Tony. Now I'm just tired. Yeah. No, I feel you fire Tony. Uh, tigers go ahead maybe now good (laughs) um (laughs) that was not a good one (laughs) maybe now good no it's uh i i'm thinking just riley and torque like those are my three words because that's all i'm watching for anymore especially with casey mys out with tommy john surgery Tarek scoobal looks like a really good pitcher um I I think the jury is uh, getting close to having a verdict on Matt Manning, and it's not a good verdict. Um, I I just think that if you're going to watch Tigers baseball, especially with how shitty new big money signing Javier Baez has been, you're just watching for Riley and Torque. See, I I had a different kind of way of
1: looking at this. My three words are up from here.
0: Because in my opinion,
1: I thought it couldn't get any worse. Javier Baez being the worst hitter in baseball, All right, maybe you can stomach that. Jonathan Scope being the second worst hitter in baseball? Okay, now it's getting aggressive. What about Heimer Candelario being the third worst hitter (laughs) in baseball? How bad could it possibly be? Casey Mize then goes down with an injury. Eduardo Rodriguez is still on the shelf. How bad can it get? I feel... Like, there's, it's only up from here. They're too talented. Riley Green's only going to continue to get better and better. Spencer Torkelson's only going to continue to get better and better. And they're going to start promoting some of their other young talent. It can only go up from here, right? We'll see. <laughs> we we'll right? see if
0: it happens. Right? I've got no I idea. Uh, Kansas City. Where's the pitching?
1: <laughs> My three words are, they can't pitch. Yeah, <laughs> there we go. Way. It's there. They can't pitch every single outing. You never know what you're going to get. You never know what you're going to get. Even from Brady Singer, Daniel Lynch is pitching tonight against angels. He could throw five shutout or get absolutely shelled. Chris Bubich, same thing. John Heasley, same thing. All these same Brad Keller, Brad Keller. just getting shelled regardless, yeah. but they can't pitch. And then the bullpen, it's not that great either. It's not this classic Royals bullpen. No, it's they the Scott have, Barlow show. And Josh Demont. But again, Josh Demont is not,
0: is not fully healthy either. So it's like, It's a tough go right now. They can't pitch. And I don't think they have very many pitching prospects in the system. Like, I I thought Austin Cox was fine. I don't think he's a revolutionary arm, but they need a revolutionary arm, and they need, like, five of them. Um, All right, Houston. They're for real. Even without Carlos Correa, Jeremy Pena has stepped in and ran with it. Uh, Jordan Alvarez is an MVP candidate. I mean, the the pitching, even without McCullers, looks awesome. Um, I, I think they're for real. And I think this is a team that you really have to look at as a possible World Series winner. My two words
1: for them, no weaknesses. Yeah, none. Bullpen, elite. Offense, elite. Starting rotation, very good. Going to get Lance McCullers. Defense, very good. Base running? They got it veteran presence. They got it. Great manager. They got it. They got it front office. They know what they're doing.
0: Owner seems like he knows what he's doing too. minute made park. Great ballpark Crawford box. Fun, fun, unique towels. No. Hill gone that no spot weaknesses. in center. Yeah. No weaknesses. Yeah. Uh, Texas. They're 32 and 35. They're three games under 500, and they're second in the AL West. Spend more money. <laughs> I want them to have a billion-dollar payroll. I want them to try.
1: My, mine, my two words to describe the Texas Rangers is deadline buyers.
0: Jesus, really?
1: I think they should be. They're in second place in their division. They see the Angels falling off the cliff. We're going to talk about the Mariners in a second. They're second in the division, and they just gave five hundred million dollars to Corey Seager and Marcus Semien, and John Gray is at least pitching better lately. They have to go for it. You have to. Damn, what Would you just do all this for? Jonah Heim looks like a legit catcher. Like Adolis Garcia is getting hot. Nate Lowe just had a nice home run. Ezekiel Duran looks great, dude.
0: We shall see. They should buy. They really should. Uh, The Angels. What the fuck? Yeah, those those are my three words. Like you're wasting Trout and Otani. I bet you you know my three words with them or four. Uh, are they? Is it also what the fuck? No. What have I been saying about
1: the Angels all year? Same line. Are you kidding me? I don't Do you know. I guess I'm now? not that good of a listener. <laughs> if not, now when?
0: Oh, that's four words, dude. I was thinking of a three word phrase.
1: That's why I said four. I said, well, it's
0: four. Uh, I I guess I wasn't listening just then. <laughs> That makes sense. If
1: not now, when? What are you doing, Angels? What are you doing? Because Shohei Otani is about to be a $50 million man. And you're not going to pay him because you're giving Rendon about a trillion dollars. You're giving Trout a trillion dollars. You're giving all these guys. I mean, you're still in the Upton contract, which is going to be done soon, which will help them. But still, you cannot give Shohei Otani this enormous contract. You have all the pieces now. I mean, I know some guys are on the shelf and some guys are dealing with stuff. But when they're all healthy, if not now, when, Angels? If, i'm gonna yeah. keep saying it if not now when
0: i'm curious what they do um is i mean they did a good job with Syndergaard and michael lorenzen and patrick sandoval's also really good but it, it felt like they needed a big time starter and they just weren't gonna get that big time starter yeah. um we'll see how they go about that seattle unvaccinated robbie ray those are my three words. I'm kidding. Uh, <laughs> those aren't my three words. Uh, my real three words are negative fun differential. So mm. y- you've, got you've got J-Rod. You've got J-Rod That was what? That was mean. <laughs> negative fun differential or unvaxed Robbie Ray?
1: <laughs> Just the whole, the whole start to the Mariners so far has been mean. Yeah.
0: Uh, sorry, Mariners. I love, I, I love, uh, what is it? It's not Safeco Field anymore. T-Mobile Park. I love T-Mobile Park. <laughs> Uh, Dave Sims is like one of the best on TV, but negative fun differential because J-Rod is so electrifying. But what else is going on here? Like Logan Gilbert had a great start to the year. Great. What else is going on here? There's not much else going on here. You went and got Jesse Winker. You you mortgaged Brandon Williamson for Jesse Winker and Jesse Winker is not good right now. Robbie Ray is a five ERA guy and he's worth $115 million over the next five years. It's just a brutal turn of events here. And it's one of those where even if you are having a little bit of fun, you remember what you tried to do and how badly you failed this offseason. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to kind of
1: defend them and then kind of trash them again. Yeah. Ty France has been amazing for them. I mean, that's just... I mean And Jesse Winker, at least in the past couple of games, is starting to look like Jesse Winker again. Robbie Ray has, again, started to pitch like Robbie Ray. I've noticed also with Robbie Ray, pitching to contact much more. A lot more pitching to contact. Not trying to strike everybody out. Just trying to get the ground ball, work through the games, be a workhorse. That's what I've noticed, at least with Robbie Ray, pitching more to contact. And it's, it's not working amazing, but... You know, it's at least he's not walking a ton of people, which is good. Yeah. Um, so, and they have some exciting arms in the bullpen too. But my three words to describe them, and I hate to say this because I really have like kind of fallen in love with the Mariners and just like really hope that they would do well. Cause I do think that they're fun. And I, I, I wish their fans the best just because I've met so many Mariners fans and they're just so, all so nice. I just love Mariners fans, yeah. but especially on Twitter too. Um, but my three words is not this year.
0: Not this year.
1: Not this year. I, they're not going to make it. This team is not built for the playoffs. It's not built for a big postseason run. I don't think they're going to be big deadline buyers either with Jerry DiPoto. They're not going to spend big money, and they're not going to want to get rid of these prospects either. Not this year.
0: I think I'm with you. Um, last one, Oakland. I was going to say move to Vegas as my three words, but I also love the diehard fans in Oakland. So I guess I my three words are sell the team. My three words are not even trying.
1: Yeah. Same thing, same page. They're not trying. I mean, they're putting out guys who I've never heard of and I there's rarely that we've never heard of guys and they were actually like Jonah bride just learned his name. had no idea. Or I don't, is it bride
0: bride? Yeah. Um, Jared Koenig, Jared Koenig apparently has a great backstory, but I mean like I didn't know that name before his major league debut. I said Jared Koenig was making his major league debut and this is in a system that I have watched a lot of and I, I had never seen Jared Koenig. Um, I don't like Jonah know, I Bride, I, I looked at him and I was like, "I've never,
1: like, if, for example, like I, it, you, I never see a pitcher and then I'm like, oh, I don't know, because I just go through this slate every day. So if I like learn about a pitcher, I'm like, oh, this is the pitcher, and then yeah. I learn about him. But it's not often like you turn on the TV and see a position player, you're like, who is that? Who is that? Minor yeah. leagues, it happens all the time. Major yeah. leagues with us, I mean, we're watching every game, like, I don't know who that was. I literally stepped back in my chair, I was like, how do I not know the yeah, third baseman Who is base Jonah the and I looked it up. I was like, I've never heard of him before, and it wasn't even a guy who.
0: Oh, I remember. I've never heard of him. Never, being honest. Never heard of him. I'm I'm looking for other guys that nobody is, you know, possibly ever heard of. Uh, Chad Pinder is another guy that you know. There's a chance not many people know. Yeah. But I mean, like, how yeah. about uh, how about Nick Allen? Here, 23 year old Nick Allen. Who is that? Kevin Smith, their new rookie that they got over. Yeah, but, like, Drew Jackson. How about Drew Jackson? He oh, appeared no. in three games with Baltimore in 2019, and here he is playing in three games with Oakland this year. <laughs> it's it's brutal. So, I don't know who that is. Like, like they're just putting man. out guys where it's
1: just, yep, go get some run if you want them.
0: Oh, well. All right, 250 in the books. Um, yeah, we'll do, like, 20 or so more before we fold.
1: Yeah, we'll get you up to 275, then we'll end it. We're going to keep giving you guys so many, so much content five days a week, every single day on the Just Baseball show, as well as on Not Gambling Advice, the call up, State of the Division, Boys of Spring, all the different podcasts on the network. Why don't you go follow us on social media? I'm not going to, I'm going to save you the time. They're in the episode description, but make sure you're clicking that link for Loop. Because Loop, you get a free $20 for going in. We're going to talk about it again on Friday. We got all these cards. We're having so much fun on the box break. So make sure that, and on the live streams and all that kind of stuff, make sure you stay tuned. And if you could leave us a five-star review, we'd really appreciate it. Let us know what you're enjoying about the show um, on Apple Podcasts, on Spotify, and then on YouTube. If you like watching on YouTube and you haven't subscribed yet, hit us with a subscribe, maybe a like, maybe a comment. And if you don't, it's all right. We're still going to be talking.
0: Bada bing with that.
1: Thank you, everybody.